Welcome to a very special episode of the Comic Book Strategic Investment Podcast. Today, I am joined by a pioneer in the comic book community, uh, one and only IG Comic Store. Brent, thank you for joining us. Hey, man. Happy Saturday. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. I, um, I've got to tell you, and we spoke a little bit before the podcast, I admire what you've done. Uh, Instagram is the uh, emerging uh, marketplace online for comic book sales, and uh, you have led the pack with IG Comic Store. It uh, has literally become the leading hashtag uh, for comics on Instagram. Uh, can you tell us a, a little bit about how um, IG Comic Store happened? How, how that, um, you know, the vision that you you once had turned into a, a thriving business? You know, I, so when I started IG Comic Store, the intention was not to make it an online store. It was it was just to sell directly from Instagram. And, and uh, truth truth be told, man, I had so many marvel legends and and comics that it was just taking up too much space uh but i knew we i knew i had a lot of good stuff that uh, most collectors would want and uh, you know one thing led to the next and as i went down that rabbit hole uh, i realized as i was still buying things and receiving things from ebay and and being treated a certain way and you know we've all had those experiences on ebay right that no question about it. I wanted to do something about it and uh, become more of a staple and, and really show these guys how to conduct business and, and uh, be consistent with it. So that's that's what start, that's how it started. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you talk about that? I, I think that uh, at least from my observations is really IG comic stores claim to fame. Uh, you guys have taken uh, quality control to the next level. I mean, the product that you deliver uh, is nothing short of astonishing. Uh, can you kind of talk about um, what you're doing and, and how you've really uh, deliberately uh, entered the market of high-grade comics? It And that's our niche is is high-grade, near-mint, um, but it's it's knowing how to grade accurately and being consistent with that. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. We, we, Although our batting average is in the high 90 percentile, you know, we make mistakes. Uh, but, you know, I, there, there's a saying that I have that uh, there's no such thing as a perfect company, but there is a such thing as an accountable company. And that, that's what we are. We're accountable. Uh, but having those near mint plus near mint mint comics, that's all I've collected. That's all I've gone after. That's all I've wanted. So I thought to myself, surely there's other collectors out there that want the same thing. And it doesn't have to be a big issue either. It could be anything, but they're looking for that in pristine condition. And I've got 30, 50,000 plus comics to, uh, to offer them that are all in that condition. Uh, most, you know, multiples of, because I would hoard a lot of different issues and, uh, you know, slowly but surely through consistent transactions uh, with thousands of, of different individuals uh, led us here and uh, obviously speaks to um, how we operate. You know. Before we talk uh, too much about um, 
what you're doing uh, as a business, I, I'd like to go back a little bit um, and, and talk about how you got into comics. Uh, you've yeah. been reading for what, 30 years now? Yeah, about 30 years. Yeah, so can you talk about uh, that? Is that 30 years uninterrupted? No, no, I, you know, <clears throat> we were talking. Yeah, so can we talk about kind of the trajectory, how you got in uh, and then uh, when you left and, and how you got back? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I was an 80s kid. So, I mean, I think everybody in the 80s, you know, they started with something that they were attached to. For me, it, it was it was Ninja Turtles, believe it or not. And uh, nice. goodness, man, I had everything, uh, comics and, and comics included. Uh, including issue number one, which who knew that was going to be such a a juggernaut book, man. <laughs> That's like books like the mother load right now. Uh, but you know, the mo the I'm going to be uh, just to be straight. I didn't do a whole lot of reading. Uh, reading my ADHD just didn't allow that um, for me to just kind of cozy up next to a book and start reading. I didn't start doing that until Jim and Scott. And Chris Claremont came together for X-Men number one. And that that's really what uh, catapulted me into reading comics and finding out more about what's going on and uh, becoming more familiar with the characters. Uh, it was it was that series that really started it for me. So then I just I just backtracked, you know, which which. Uh, back then, um, it was easier to attain like a giant size X-Men or a Hulk 181, uh, books like that of characters that are monumental. And, uh, of course you're not paying the iron price for those books either back in the nineties. So, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's really where, that's really where it started. You know, I, I let off, I let off the gas like. 2000 2001 but i i was still in but i was only buying stuff that i felt was had a really low print run and i really loved the cover um i did read uncanny x-force because that was one of my favorite series that had came out so one of my favorite teams uh, but i didn't do a whole lot of reading in between i had to play a lot of catch up like 2010 2012 when i kind of came back and then 2014 is when IG Comics Store started on Instagram. Actually, that's that's this business was built strictly started on Instagram only uh, before evolving into having its own website, working with all these these uh, well-known artists and and uh, developing these re relationships with Marvel. And so, yeah, here we are. Well, uh, if you can guesstimate uh, how many transactions does IG comic store do, you know, I don't know, a day, a week, a day. Well, a day it's uh, that probably ranges anywhere from four to 30. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's such a, it, you know, it really depends on how much I'm posting uh, the consistency, if we're looking at a consistent sale, you know, we, we probably are averaging 10 to 12 transactions a day. Uh, most of the transactions that we get, though, are, you know, they're always three digit transactions. So, you know, the business is very sustainable, uh, but we also sell on eBay. So that doesn't include what's moving on eBay, which, you know, that's there's definitely, I'd say, more daily happening on eBay for whatever reason than uh, than our than our online store.
I guess. Yeah. Did you anticipate that you would have, uh, you do, you'd be doing those kind of numbers, uh, you know, in, in 2014, I mean, uh, yeah. Definitely. Any co any concept that that's what was going to be going on, uh, less yep. than a decade down the road? Yeah, no, not 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 at all, man, not at all. I I honestly didn't I didn't. Uh, it wasn't my goal to do exclusives or anything. It was just to really get a lot get off a lot of this stuff, but provide that service that's been missing. You know that exceptional first class type service with exceptional packaging knowing that these books are meant that my eyes are keen and have graded enough books to know what is actually going to hit what but you know what we i've we've never been trying to get rich overnight um and i think that actually shows uh, a lot of our customers have seen that so they know they know what they're going to get when they buy from us uh, and they know they, they they know that they can depend on us and more importantly they know they have higher chances of obtaining that near mint mint copy through us versus somebody else back in and, and I'm, I'm not just talking exclusives but back issues too yeah so i, I want to go back to uh the 90s you were buying books when the death of superman hit the shelves mm -hmm. hmm. can we talk a little bit about that experience where you got it uh how it all went down yeah for, uh wolverine issue one so frank miller uh, Frank Miller, infamous Frank Miller color cover. Um, that was my, that was uh, before Ninja, even Ninja Turtles issue number one. That was my first book was that book. Um, I didn't, you know, full transparency. I, I really didn't get into DC comics uh, until Jim left image and went into DC and started his run with Batman. And that was like instant wake up call for me. You know, I I, uh, I read all of that, you know, the Hush series, which which I think most people would would agree. That's arguably one of the best series that uh, has been written, you know, just from from the writing to the exterior to the interior art. And uh, obviously it's because Jim and Scott, you know, and Sinclair played were key role in that. Um, but, yeah, no, I. I I still remember picking up those first books and, and I remember buying it just cause I liked the cover, you know, Wolverine doing this, you know, telling you come here. That, that was, that was, uh, that was something else that, that, uh, and I didn't even really know who that artist was at the time when I bought it. I just bought it cause I liked the cover, but doesn't that say something about comics? You buy what you like, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, no question about it. People buy what they like. So uh, <clears throat> when does it transition for you? The, like, in other words, the sophistication uh, from, you know, just randomly buying uh, books on the shelf uh, to really focusing on uh, high grade key issues. Like when you say that, are you meaning... Um when did I start really getting into just focusing on those keys? Yeah. I mean, I, I, free, I just showed you like a golden age book over there and you're like, eh, I don't know if I really care about that. <laughs> I can see it in your face. Uh, you like the high grade books. No, well, it's not that I just, I don't. And, and again, mo most of our followers and customers that we just, I don't have a lot of golden age books. I never, you know, it, it took me a while to get into that type of art and to appreciate 
Jack Kirby and Ditko and some of these guys that really made comics what they were transcended uh, into another realm. Of course, then Frank Miller came along and Cockrum and Byron. Um, but I, I just, I never, I, I don't have any golden age books really. And I, I never really got into those. So I know in terms of high grade, I mean, come on, there, there's no, um, well, but at some point you start curating your collection, right? Like they stop being readers and, uh, you're bagging and boarding your books, um, and focusing on higher grade issues. Is that, when did, did that develop for you? Like as a child or. Yeah, that was ago. I, I was the kid that kept his action figures in the packages. My, and my parents would be like, what are you doing? You know, like. Are nice. You with them? And, and so they would buy me extra ones to, uh, to open up and play with. And I'd still have, I'd still, you know, all my Ninja Turtles, uh, He-Man. I don't know if you ever remember, like Mask. Absolutely. Ninja Turtles, Thundercats, you know, stuff like that. And and, and I never. We all owe you a debt, uh, like an honor debt for doing that for us, for for uh, like uh, crumbums like me who, you know, basically would take uh, toys apart with screwdrivers and try to put them back together with <laughs> that you were kind enough to keep them pristine for the rest of us. I wish I did that. You know, I, I looking back, I wish I, I wish I did that. Cause not everything I had an extra one to play with, it just sat in the package and I, I would get like a thumbtack and put it on the wall. Like it was a museum. So people walk, kids walk, you know, friends back then walk in my bedroom and be like, wow, man, it's like a toy store in here. You know? So was, yeah, you can see me smiling, just thinking about it. I want to be your friend when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Until you get 16 or so, but yeah. <laughs> So, uh, really, that's it. That's just fascinating for me. So, the uh, the curating of your collection uh, was kind of intuitive. Yeah, yeah, just just something I always wanted to do. I just just like things a certain way, and um, I always knew things had carried some type of value, but I didn't understand what that was. I didn't know. Now, looking back, it's the nostalgia that we feel. You know, when we see like G1 Transformers or, you know, something that kind of brings you back in that time machine and you're just like, man, simpler times, right? Much simpler. And those are the things that you're tied to. And and it's the same for comics, you know, uh, even though I was a lot, I was older in the 90s. I love the 90s. I love the foil covers and the holograms. And I don't care if they were mass produced or not. Like it was still cool. And and um, nowadays, you know, looking back, you you don't see any of that. They don't do that. You know, now now publishers are cheap. Yeah. Now, there's something magic about uh, collecting books in the 90s. You know what I mean? The glow in the dark Ghost Rider uh, covers Spider-Man one, X-Men one, the, the, as you discussed earlier. I mean, they uh, they really um, it kind of. Uh, informed my childhood like they were just like these monumental days in uh, in my childhood like when those issues hit the newsstand or or when you know to my local card shop because i didn't have a local comic shop i had to go there um and then when my card shops couldn't make minimum orders i, I like i loved comics so much that uh, i banded together with other people and and we went out and got ourselves an account at capital city um you know, and later at Diamond, right? Like uh, as as children, uh, because the love was was so uh, innate and and, and like uh, 
intuitive for, for yeah. just a ton of us. Yeah. So I always wonder like, you know, what people's experience was with the death of Superman, uh, what people's experience was, you know, like when they first saw, uh, like, uh, you know, the ghost rider glow in the dark cover or, uh, you know, Spider-Man number one, or, or as you already discussed, uh, X-Men number one, like, uh, how that kind of changed them. Well, even, even, uh, you know, the other big book that I just, and tied to which I know a lot of collectors are is the torment, you know, Spider-Man issue number one. I mean, one of the most iconic covers was created right there. Yeah. I wonder how many uh, second print newsstands we both passed on. Goodness. Yeah. I didn't even know what a newsstand was back then walking through a grocery store. You see it, right? Books, uh, which you, you know, you don't see that anymore. I didn't even know what that was, man. Uh, back then you're just a kid buying stuff off the rack. Um, and is not, that how you got your comics? Like, did you have a local comic shop? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was uh, called strike zone actually. And I take it. It was a baseball card shop because it was called strike zone. It was both. Uh, they had, okay. Yeah. It was a sports and comics and they were heavy in comics. And nice. it, it wasn't a big place at all. Uh, and it wasn't, it was a few years later that another shop came in called bedrock city comics which you may have heard of they're pretty big the, the name rings a bell although i have not been there yeah i've i've um i you know definitely bought probably more from them than strike zone but i was also older uh, and knew a little bit more at the time but uh, they they've got like four locations in houston so brick and mortar uh, so yeah they're they're uh, they're pretty big now, for me comics is very much like uh one of the last apprenticeships left Right. Um, can we talk a little bit about your mentors in comics, uh, the guys that uh, taught you about books and, um, you know, really helped you become a sophisticated uh, collector and, and later a dealer? Well, I don't have any I, I don't have any mentors, man. Everything is self-taught. Um, <laughs> I don't have anybody that. Uh, I looked at or really learned from per se. I just um, created created our own market and and off things that I liked and loved and with what I already had. So I didn't I didn't really learn this from uh, anybody per se. I mean maybe maybe when I was a kid I I saw people take care of their cars a certain way and and you know that that was my other business which deals with cars you know performance and stuff like that. You know, and I've built a lot of cars, different cars. Um, just, just having that. Well, the secondary sources, right? I mean, were you picking up Wizard Magazine, Overstreet, uh, Comic oh, Scene, Comic Scene guy? Yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Wizard that that was a monthly thing, man. I mean, that you had to have Wizard, Toy Fair. Uh, th those are uh, that was a priority to have that every month uh, to see what was coming out, what was new. Uh, especially for the action figures for the guys that even though we don't do a whole lot anymore in terms of selling action figures, that's how we started. Actually, we, we were selling probably more Marvel legends from the toy biz line than anything else. Dude, th those were, uh, those were epic toys, bro. Those, those right? started it and uh, they, they paved the way for rebel tech and Mayfax and e Hasbro, obviously, 
uh, they paved the way for them. They 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 took these all these characters and made some amazing detailed articulated figures and came with the comics. I mean that's where the Spider-Man 2099, the uh, the white. I mean that book goes for big money. Yes, 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 man! Such a cool figure packaging. It, I've been too big of a pussy to cut it out. It's uh, a nine eight candidate. I've had it sitting there staring at me. Um, with I've got a razor blade around here somewhere, but the point, or like one of the oh here, like you can do it, George. You can do it. Fight the no urge. courage. Fight the urge. Oh, see, I can't decide. Uh, I well, look. I don't know if I, this is that's not true. I can't uh, tell whether or not I'm rationalizing uh, my fear of uh, cutting it out and, and subbing it, trying to get the 9-8 by saying, well, maybe an unopened figure, maybe I should get the unopened figure or the op the unopened figure graded because now they're grading toys. I'm like maybe that's the best way, you know, who knows? Analysis paralysis. I should just, uh, as they say, shit or get off the pot. Or you buy multiple of them and just open up. I like your style, Brent. I knew we were going to be friends. Yeah. I knew we were going to be friends. That's 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 what I always did, man. When I wanted to read something, I'd buy 10, 20 of them and just read the one that looked the, didn't look the best. That's how you do it, man. That way you can uh, have your cake and pie and eat them all at the same time. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, some of the new stuff that you're doing at IG Comic Store? I, I know you guys... Uh, recently released uh this uh oh, hey. retailer yeah 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 came with a certificate of authenticity huh 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 yeah. Uh, yeah i got my hands on one of these copies pretty excited about it and um i'm confident you've got some other cool stuff in the works uh can you tell um those that are, are listening you know basically how the decision was made to do this book and, and uh, how that process goes sure yeah it, we you know whenever we do an exclusive there is a lot of thought put in behind uh, what we want to see with the on the cover and of course who we would like to collaborate with and of course the rest is depending on if that artist is even available because sometimes they're not uh, but it, most that have followed us are aware that we have worked with scott williams um someone who hasn't had the exposure or most in the beginning really they weren't sure who he was they actually got him confused his art with jim lee uh, most of the time actually and um it it really shows you how great of an artist he is because he is jim lee's right hand man they've worked together since day one and you know his his uh skills are from inks mainly but he can do pencils too and he is very, very good yeah, in terms of uh, anybody that he can draw. I mean, it's endless. And the way in his style, um, it's it is very similar to Jim's. And you almost kind of have to wonder um, who is actually better, you know, uh, uh, in terms of pencil and inks. And if you do comparison of stuff Jim's done without Scott's inks and with, there is a difference. There is a huge difference. Uh, so using Scott for Wolverine was a no-brainer. And that particular cover that you showed, you know, we actually collaborated with you guys with Comic Book Invest. Uh, ben and I talked about it, and 
Uh, we decided to make that cover the most limited. Full transparency, I had no idea. I clearly don't pay any attention to the things that I should. Uh, but that makes me even happier. Uh, please continue. Yeah, it's it's actually even on the COA on the back. You'll see the CBSI logo. And it's even on the book, on the oh. back page with our logo. If you were to remove it and flip it to the back side, you'll see Comic Book Invest. Uh, obviously, we wanted to put that on there to... Um, show everybody that it was a actual collaboration that was put forth behind it. And so yeah, well, you not to interrupt, but you weren't fooling around. Like I, I remember when I first got it, I was like, this book's gorgeous. Ooh, thank you. Uh, that's your yeah. son. Yeah. Hey, yeah. In and out. There you M go. MVP of the IG comic store. I wish we could have met him. Um, He's on a mission right now. So yeah. Well, after you tell us a little bit about the retailer exclusive, if you would, um, I, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about how neat it is to work with your son. I, I imagine that's got to be uh, priceless. Uh, but please continue uh, talking to me about, you know, just sort of like the decision, how you go about deciding. Like we're going to do this book. I think that book uh, has, um, you know, the it's the right fit for us. I think we can pair the right artist with it. Uh, those sorts of considerations that go in. And then uh, if you would kind of talk about uh, the selection process, because we had, uh, a, a, I think, a pretty um, neat discussion about uh, the painstaking efforts that you make to uh, ensure that you get the nicest copies um, yeah. and, and how that goes. So the, just starting with the actual book itself, um, the concept came from i mean so it's no it's no secret that we're massive x fan x-men fans here just huge x-men fans and obviously wolverine's one of our one of my favorite characters so it was a no-brainer when they were when he was having his his, uh, his own his own series was coming back which was going to be an ongoing series that also tied in with uh, jonathan hickman's dawn of x and um knowing on the inside before the information was put out that Omega Red was going to make his return, it was definitely a no-brainer. And being that Scott is one of the creators, Scott Williams one of the creators of Omega Red, it only made sense to work with him. And what's nice with Scott is, you know, we we uh, we have a great uh, relationship with him. We're able to uh, actually, you know, talk with him, text with him. Uh, so it's a nice uh, uh, transition of back and forth. And uh, so that cover, it represents basically Weapon X. Um, it's got Maverick on it, Deadpool, Sabretooth. And, of course, Omega Red is overshadow. Uh, he's the overshadow in the background. And uh, so all, all I gave Scott with was the characters that I would like to see, the fact that I would like to have them all on the cover, and really the rest was up to him in terms of creativity and there was a lot of back and forth he'll do these really cool just and, and he does them digitally uh, you know digital before he puts them on paper uh but they're kind of like sketches i guess i i should have probably sent one or two i don't know if you would have liked that or not but i, I probably should have i'll send one to you after the show so you can kind of see what i'm uh referring to but it it, it it's i'm able to see things uh, that that I don't want to say most can't, but um, I can kind of get an, I can get a better idea than most as to uh, where he's going with it. And uh, so after a few 
rounds of that, you know, the decision was made of what to go with. And the, the decision I made was actually not his favorite either. It wasn't until he was finished that he really appreciated and loved it. And so uh, that's how that art piece be, uh, came to be. So <clears throat> we've one thing that we've done is uh, we've always been transparent with how we inspect our books and what it takes to do a retailer exclusive. So for those that are watching that may, may or may not know, and uh, I always say that, but you know, there's always somebody new that's, that's coming in that just is not aware. In order to do a retailer exclusive, Marvel requires that you buy 3,000 trade dress copies. So the trade dress is obviously has the text on it. And you have to do that before you qualify for the Virgin cover. As a wise man once said, good Lord, that's a lot of comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it, it is. Uh, so, so after that, it's a thousand copies for the Virgin cover. And um, what we do is we cherry pick and hand select the best out of the bunch. So uh, a lot are familiar with Diamond and their practices and how crappy their shipping is and disregard um, for quality control. So the only way still trying to get the Steve Jeppy interview, no comment. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. I was about to say, yeah, that's, he's, that's never probably never going to happen. The guy's a flake. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there there's being that we provide this service, the only way we can give our customers quality is by hand selecting the best ones out of all those. And uh, of course we back, we back everything up with a COA to officialize what is on the market. And um, we even go as far to, uh, like that one's limited to 400. We take uh, another 400 out of that thousand because it's a thousand for every virgin, and we turn those into readers' copies. So we basically rip the cover off, and um, that way you have something to read, and not worry about damaging your nice book. And then the rest get shredded. Unfortunate as it is, um, painful as it is, the rest get shredded. And uh, we do that with the trade dress and with the Virgin covers as well. So when we spoke earlier, I was like, well, do, do you uh, record yourself doing that? And you explained to me that you did, but that nobody really paid much attention anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did. I did in the beginning because we had there was a certain entity that I'm not going to name. And some some of the followers a while probably know who it is. Uh, but but they they tried to call us to the carpet as if you know we were being dishonest or or lying about stuff to increase the price or <laughs> I don't know it, you know the reality was they weren't selling any books and were just were looking to bash whoever they could it wasn't just us that they were doing that too um, so I was just like you know what I'm gonna shut them up. And I'm going to do these videos and, and explain to everybody how it works because it made when they when they would jump on and comment, it made other people question the integrity behind it. Uh, but, it, you know, I, it wasn't until after we did, we filmed it that nobody really cared um, and they didn't care because of the integrity that we've already shown. No, they, they've I, I've been on camera enough and have done enough of them and have delivered enough. And uh, that's one thing that is that is uh, priceless that you just can't get overnight, and that's trust, uh, especially in, in this the time that we live in now. 
Uh, there's a lot of people looking to take other people down for no reason or discredit somebody for no reason or not give credit even. And um, it's, it's unfortunate, uh, but that's, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, we're, we're not we're never going to go down to that level and stoop to that level because it's just not in our nature. You know, it's. No, I was really impressed with um, your response. I uh, I have uh, a couple comic book conspiracy theories, but they're not uh, politically uh, correct or appropriate for me to mention on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, I mean, neither of them are true, but they're they're fucking hilarious. Uh, but anyway, uh, but I, I I say them right uh, to my friends, joking because of how ridiculous uh, I find so many of the uh, kind of like conspiracy theories that people have about, you know, this is a pump and dump scheme. I'm like the book's $20. Like if you sold a hundred a hundred copies, you'd gross two grand. That's a lot of work. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, they're just irrational. Um, think about the wrong things. So how much somebody's making is irrelevant. You know, um, it, it, it really is. It's, it's irrelevant because they're providing the service. It's up to the customer if they want to pay for that service. Well, no, I mean, like on these, like, uh, you know, like that book's not valuable and, and you guys are trying to make it valuable. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what I mean? But like the numbers just don't make any sense or like, and there's, there's all sorts of like other examples, right. Uh, of these, like, uh, just kind of bizarre ideas. Um, you know, and I, I think, uh, the notion um, that people are engaged in, in the kind of fraud uh, that you're discussing, um, you know, being accused of, uh, you know, because it would be a false representation. It would be a violation of the yeah. law, right? I mean, it would literally, be, I assume, be a criminal act in Texas for you to do something like that for what, like a couple thousand dollars? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. When you when you just told me that you do. A couple thousand dollars every day, um, you know. So I, it's unfortunate. I'm uh, I'm really happy uh, to kind of dispel those sorts of like uh, silly innuendos that that people sort of uh, vomit out of their mouth. Uh, because what I appreciate most is what you do, which is a commitment to quality. Um, it means a lot. So uh, I want to go back to my question earlier, which is. Tell me about how stinking cool it is to uh, work uh, the IG comic store with your son. Oh, yeah. You know, I was a young father, 16, 16, I'm 38. So, yeah, 16. I was 16 or 17 when he was born. But yeah, man, it's it's great. Um, I'm fortunate enough that he likes comics and is very knowledgeable and um he even does a lot of customization on his own figures and I mean, things that I could never do, you know, and, and, uh, it's really cool, really cool to, to work with him. And, uh, yeah, well, he's young enough to be cool. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm past my prime. Like I need that youthful energy. I need people to kind of like You're tell still... me what, what the trends are. No, he, he, um, He's a good kid, just just by nature. He's definitely a very good kid, very very hard worker, and uh, listens to direction, guidance, counsel, and and he's uh, who is responsible for packing most of your books and shipments. Uh, and uh, I think most would agree he does a great job. Just very consistent, 
and um, you know, and it 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 took me a while to let go of the steering wheel uh, in terms of uh, you know packing them myself and him just watching re repetitively over and over, uh, you know, because we deal with a lot of expensive books too, and not not definitely not trying to have a uh, a casualty by mistake. And, you know, who wants to get an email saying, man, sorry, this $500 book you uh, ordered got damaged while we were packing it. And nobody wants to hear that. And um, so. Yeah. So you guys have your own box. You like commissioned a box or something. Can you tell me about that? Um, well, it's it's yeah, it's we have two different boxes. We have the one that's kind of right behind here. It's 11 by 9, 11, 9, 2, it's a double sidewall all the way around. And then we have one we use for our CGC books, which is a 16 by 12 by 4. And again, uh, double sidewall. Um, so we don't cut corners at all. Don't take chances. Nothing goes in a priority box with uh, a little thin piece of cardboard or thin bubble wrap or anything like that. Uh, we've, we've, in fact, from day one, we've never done that. Uh, I've received enough books from eBay to know that's not the right way to ship, but you know, everybody wants to make as much money as they can off of each sale that uh, they'll penny pinch wherever they can. And, and that is a very common trend. Of course, most will argue with me that, you know, I shipped in a Gemini mailer. I never had any issues. You never had any issues yet. Uh, wait until it gets rained on or or something of that sort happens or it gets literally crushed um, it does happen it's and it's and I'm, I'm talking as a consumer because I have bought thousands of books and have received thousands of damaged copies from thousands of horrible horrible shippers that to this day still ship the same and they still have hundred percent feedback on eBay because they make eBay a lot of money and it's it's uh, blows my mind, man. Um, it literally blows my mind that uh, a lot of these guys are still going. You know, for me, just it it says a lot about a person. You know, let's be serious. Let's be frank. It just does uh, it shows how much you actually care. <laughs> well, I was just uh, telling you know, like I uh, I mentor people, but I, I was just uh, telling one of my guys uh, that like how you do anything is how you do everything and uh that that's yep. a maxim to live by yes very well said that's exactly yeah. yes yeah i mean why you know i like to cook but i won't i won't just throw some slop together man like i take my time and i like to think of myself as a decent cook um, as a result but i mean it's it's the time that you put into things and uh, it's the willingness to learn about them if you don't know how to prepare it, make it, and um, trial and error. You know, after trial and error, and you perfect you perfect the techniques. And we we've got uh, I've got several videos, including a recent one that's on our IG Live TV, where uh, I'm demonstrating how we pack our stuff. And not saying that's how everybody should pack their books, but uh, at least pay attention, and, and hopefully you, you may take something away from it. You may not. Uh, but at least it, it'll give you an idea of uh, how to pack things efficiently and to minimize the risk of delivering books that are damaged, that get damaged in transit. So 
one of the things uh, that I, I ask uh, people who uh, do comics at a, a real professional level is uh, how do you make how do you do that and uh, still maintain the love of the game? Like how do you do that and still find joy in uh, buying? Still find joy in reading? Uh, can you talk a little bit about um, you know that? Sure. Yeah. It, um, it's pretty easy. You know, it all comes back to the things that you loved as a kid. You know, I think every kid, I know I did, talked about having a comic book store or, or a video game store or a toy store, right? And uh, you carry that passion and that love with you. And, uh, and, and, you know, you can't make somebody, though, love people and uh, want to go out of their way to take care of people. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's something that you just want to do. And that's something that's, that I've always wanted to do is just make sure people are taken care of. Customers are always taken care of and feel warm and fuzzy and whole and uh, can reach out and, and talk to us if they have an issue and also have that comfort in knowing that they're always going to be taken care of and made whole one way or another. And I think we've done a, a pretty good job of maintaining that integrity with everyone. So where, uh, where did you get the, the majority of your knowledge about what was going on in the comic market? Were you on the CGC boards, um, you know, back in 2009, 10, 11, 12? Uh, were you going to uh, comics heating up or bleeding cool or uh, CBR or Newsarama? I mean, were you on uh, the Google Plus uh, CBSI page? Uh, Back in the day, um, man, none of the above, bro. None okay. of the above. Um, I just so, I, so how'd you do it? I collected what I liked. Uh, collected what I liked. Uh, I I just um, I realized too in the market, you can't get every book in near mint plus condition either. And so I mean, if you like X Men, you're going after everything X Men, and you're buying multiples or everything. You're going to get a lot of gold, too, uh, because you're going to find that there are a lot of guys that are looking for those near mint plus issues, which I never thought would have been possible. But uh, they are in the tens of thousands now, you know, especially on a modern book. You know, you want a nine eight, but some just weren't easy to obtain be either because of poor circulation, uh, mishandling or or low prints. And um I was always real keen on that stuff, uh, things that were hot just coming out. You know, sometimes you can even you can even sometimes look at a cover. You know, when I saw that Frank Miller Wolverine issue one, I knew that was going to be a hot book one day. I don't just because it looked it looked amazing. And, and it was a great story, too. Right. Yeah, it was a man. It was a great story. Top notch. In fact, this we didn't we didn't plan any of this, but I've got <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. You keep talking. I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you you really got to collect what you love. Uh, find characters that you love and, and the artist. You know, I, I got attached to a lot of different artists that uh, drew me to a lot of books. Jim Lee and Scott McFarlane. 
Uh, Cockrum. Love Cockrum. Probably my favorite artist for X-Men. And look at his stuff now. You know, it's it's anything in a 9-8, you know, it, it, it does really well in terms of monetary value of what it's worth. And the fact that it's constantly increasing, it's always going up and there will always be a demand for it, especially now that Marvel has owns the right to X-Men. It's only up yeah, from- I find it hilarious that oh, you're oh. literally talking about things that I have within reaching distance of where I do my writing and my buying and my comic booking, things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, one after the next. They're like universal signs and markers <laughs> within, right? That just they like, are, right? show up. <laughs> like, bam. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I really didn't start understanding more until I actually got on Instagram and or following certain pages uh, and learning more about what was big key and what was not big key and, and, um, going back to my collection being like, holy cow, you know, I got 20 of those or I've got 50 of them. And then realizing that some of the books that I'd never seen posted, uh, like, like uncanny X force issue 20, the 150 venom variant by Paul Renaud, which is like a $1,200 book in a nine, eight. I had never seen anybody post that up until we posted it. And you can scroll down to our page, scroll down through all our picks. I haven't deleted anything. Even, even all the stuff that sold is still there and you can see when it was posted. And, uh, you know, I had like 30 of those things, man. And, and there were a lot of books like that, that I just loved the cover. And, um, I knew they were hard to find cause I couldn't find them anywhere else after I had bought them when they, when they released, they just, they weren't anywhere. And a lot of it's cause retailers just didn't order any, even though it was a low ratio, like a one in 50 variant. So that, that'll kind of give you insight too, as to what is really low print and what's not. And so just just getting a little off topic here on topic. I was fortunate enough. I don't mind saying it now because he actually left uh, Diamond after this COVID pandemic happened. Uh, but I had an inside source at, at Diamond that uh, was able to feed me information about how many of what was ordered. Uh, and it, it was mainly stuff from our exclusives, all the t- all the different titles, including the things that weren't our exclusives that we were ordering. So that way I had a better idea of what is on the market, how many is on the market. And uh, that way I knew exactly how to price this stuff out. And that way it wasn't overpriced, but it was sold at a price that always gave it room to grow. If that makes any sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. My buddy Brent, I, uh, I want to thank you again for, for joining us. Uh, it's been a real treat. Um, like one what? of the things that uh, we talked about earlier, um, you've said you've got a, a new program that you're rolling out. Yeah. You know, for five years straight, man, it's been like, you know, do a mystery box, do a mystery box. And they weren't, it just, I, we weren't ready to do something like this. Uh, it wasn't the stars weren't aligned uh, for this. So, uh, but people now people fucking hate mystery box people. Like they, they, there's a visceral like yes. there's something wrong with you. I mean, like you think you get a bad rap from certain folks for doing the retailer exclusive cover. Uh, like on the deal, it's like uh, 
I think it's retailer exclusives, mystery boxes, and then people who work with CBSI. We're the only people that are, are below the, the mystery box guys. Talk to me about why what you're offering is different. The, the 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 first one we did, you know, I I barely is that this one? No, no, we did one uh, at the beginning of this month. Is that this one? No, that these two are. I'm over two. That's that's okay because okay. I didn't explain this to you um, early on when we talked earlier. We did one at the beginning of this month, and I I it was my first go at it. You know, we we only did fifty of them. But we sold out in like four minutes and then there were hundreds of people that were so mad that they couldn't get on but and and they all the the consensus was the same though they knew that they were going to get quality from us when you deliver quality constantly the expectations get set and i can tell you without bragging just from feedback we delivered you know we they bought a hundred dollar box and they got three hundred dollars in value this is not what I'm ranking value as. This is what sold listings are ranking value as. Uh, so uh, we we put enough ammunition into it uh, to make it worth everybody's while. I've bought a mystery box, and I know people throw the stuff in that they don't want uh, with hopes of winning just one big book. Well, we throw we threw in a you know uh, thirty big books out of fifty, and this so this next wave um we got we caught a lot of slack because we didn't limit the first one to one per person and the second one's still not limited to one per person because you know if you want to buy more than one I don't, i'm not going to hold anybody back but i did raise the quantity and i added another tier so it's a hundred for the premium and then we have an ultra premium which is also a hundred two different price points so it it each one has certain big books that are exclusive to those tiers. Uh, so for the ultra premium, it's a giant size X-Men issue one. Can I, can I pull it out and, and uh, Oh yeah, please, please. Uh, Good Lord. That's a lot of money. So white pages. There we go. Yeah, white pages. So this is one of the books that you can obtain. So mind you, there's 140 CGC 98 books that will be randomly going into collectively all 200 combined of these mystery boxes. But certain books are specific to the ultra premium and to the premium. Uh, so for instance, um, the uh, the ASM 316. The infamous McFarland cover. This is this is you can only win it through the premium, um, not through the ultra. And um, let me just grab a couple more. Just to give, so like this is one of the random ones um, that would go into either. I or love one. that cover. Yeah, I me love too. it. Did you ever play the NES game? Absolutely. Man, it was hard. One of the few games I never beat. Um, Sorry, I'm just kind of thumbing through. So we got a, uh, so this is for the ultra premium only. Um, the uh, Miss McFarlane was great, you know, first print. Crazy hard book to get in 98. Absolutely. Uh, first print, you know, uh, I know uh, a few guys comment, you know, the book had a high print run, but it didn't. It just had a lot of different prints. What did it have, five prints? Something like that? Something crazy. Hell, they put it in uh, mystery grab bags, remember? 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so another ultra premium win right here. White pages. Werewolf by night. First moon night. We've got a pretty massive fan. Of course, you know, there's a lot of a lot of just great books that are going in. Of course, one of our exclusives and a CGC 99 by Scott Williams pays homage to uh, his and Jim Lee's X-Men number one cover. And I love this cover, and I love I love that Marvel actually spent money and made it perfect bound or prestige format, however whatever you want to call it, <laughs> instead of uh, doing how they did like Wolverine issue one, a hundred page issue, and uh, you know of course you got the one in five hundred Jim Lee hidden sketch. I mean there there's a lot of stuff, man. The list just goes on. A lot of. Uh, a lot of key, you know, uh, a very tough look right here to get in nine eight. So. I'm happy that you're a fan of that too. Uh, I am uh, happy to be joined by uh, our dear friends, your dear friends. Hey, come, yeah, come to pay homage to you. How are you? Uh, so I will leave you uh, with the capable uh, Peter Renna and uh, our. President and Chief Ben C. Thank you both, job, gentlemen. Man. Brent, uh, super fun meeting you. Um, I, I've never in, in my, my entire life bought a mystery box, and uh, this might be a different uh, a different circumstance. <laughs> you, you, may, you may have stole me. <laughs> I never thought it was possible. Have fun, guys. Hey, hey. What's going on, brother? How you been? Good, man. Good. Good to see you. Good to see you. I appreciate you taking time out tonight. Man, no problem, man. Coming out and chat with people. How's it going, man? I don't think I've met... I haven't met you uh, before. <laughs> oh. You're on mute, Peter. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here talking away. <laughs> we were smiling politely. <laughs> Well, because I, I was I was having fun. I'm like, yes, we, we haven't met, but I feel like I know you listening, you know, to the interview, like with the, the Wolverine game and then all those books, you know, that you read you know, growing up, because those are the same books that I read. Like Jim Lee, you know, the X-Men like that grabbed me like in my youth as well. I'm forty-two, so I'm a little bit older than you, but still like same time frame. Like that was all the stuff that I loved. It's yeah. all that we remember Spawn hitting the newsstand, man, yeah. or the shelves. We're all and I remember I hated my newsstand Spawn because it had the barcode on it. I was like, ah, I'm on the regular one. You know, that's a that's that's funny you said that because I think that was the sentiment of every collector. They wanted that extra art piece, right? Yeah, like extra art on the book, and the bar the barcode just wasn't attractive. Yeah, anytime I had a newsstand when I was younger, my collect my X Men collection, I was like, man. I'm gonna have to replace that. If I find one, uh, I gotta get a direct because uh, I don't like the barcode. Now the markets go the other way, but man, whatever. Yeah, it's shocking. It, it's uh, the newsstand edition has now given the collectors um, a chance to try to obtain something else in yeah. high grade that's really hard to find. And I think that's part of the fun. It's the mystery of the hunt and trying to hunt that one down or become the one that has the only two or three newsstand editions in a nine, eight or what have yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, 
I want to circle back to the high gradeness of the early '90s stuff and how, especially since we grew up, then it's not. We knew things were collectible, but yeah. it didn't save them from the dollar bins. It didn't save them. I mean, like you said, no. poor distribution. You know, that's not uh, something you wouldn't even think of, but like handling and just poor handling and low print runs. I mean, it's fascinating to be looking back at our childhood comics and going, you know, we're yeah. aware we're aware of this stuff now because of the internet and social media. And, and back then, there was just no way to know. And obviously, a comic book retailer, and they shouldn't have anyways. They're not gonna they're not gonna bash their distributor. Because uh, they don't, they want to sell books too, and and rightfully yeah. so, uh, so they can you know put food on the table and and have a sustainable business. But the truth still stands. We know why. You know, diamond <clears throat> sucks, and that's, <laughs> that's just. I'm no, sorry. please come on next weekend and interview Diamond. Yeah, <laughs> he, you know, I last heard that um, he was in talks with Amazon. Amazon was interested in buying out diamonds and um, and I, I you know say what you will about Amazon but I, I think there would be more consistency and pr probably more quality control if that was to happen hey man how's it going hi I'm Chris uh, I'm, popping in. I'm fisherman's tail but uh, I was listening I love your stuff man oh ooh, yeah I see that 194 back there. yeah I was <laughs> Actually, just got through right doing an article about John Tyler Christopher and that cover. I just loved it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, still one of my favorite. That was our first exclusive. That's still one of my favorites. Oh, it's gorgeous. I, I couldn't believe it. it. Looks like an old school. Here, bring it in closer so you can see. It looks like an old card if you haven't seen it. Like yeah. the, you're talking about one of those beat comics, and then it's like, oh, it's awesome. That was that was that was fun. That was the first time I'd ever thought of doing something with that vintage weathered look and, and truthfully i got it from looking at this deadpool variant which i think was issue 25 mm. um and it's a homage to detective comics i think 25 which first batman wow well, the 27 27 yeah 27 it's, yeah it's an arthur adams cover yeah that was the first time i'd seen something that had that kind of worn look mm. and i was like man that's cool it's like has that nostalgia mm appealed to it and so we did it on we had jtc do it on this the yeah. david finch homage and then fantastic four. Oh, really i haven't seen that one issue one yeah that was a jack kirby homage i was gonna say yeah. the doom cover right yes yeah yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm way more familiar with your covers than i should be <laughs> Like, yeah, that was those were great. Those were great. It actually made helped me realize how many people were not fans of Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough nut to crack. Yeah, it, yeah well, it's a niche but, audience for sure. But also yeah. with the FF four, I mean, I mean FF one. You're talking about what twenty seven variants? It felt like like that was right. That that's the yeah. other thing you got to like pick and choose. When's a good time to do a variant? I'm sure. So sometimes, I mean, it's really, I don't think anybody really struck platinum on that. I, again, I think it's actual fantastic four. You know what I've noticed? Things don't tend to really get hot, hot until there's some, especially nowadays, some kind of talk about a show or a movie or a series. That's true. I mean, look at Moon Knight, mm -hmm. you know, blowing up all over the place now. And 
no sign of when we're going to get it, but no yeah. one is coming. They've talked about it several times. Uh, that's going to happen. That's it, enough. Yeah. That's enough sometimes. Exactly. That, that's all. That's all it takes. So knowing that Fantastic Four is going to happen, and uh, what's John, what's his name from the office? <laughs> uh, John K. 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 Krasinski. Krasinski. Oh yeah. He and his wife are perfect. Yeah. He'll, oh, wow. He'll do Mr. Fantastic Justice if that actually, and his wife, Emily Blunt, if she plays. Uh, Perfect. Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, they'll make that franchise. So then you'll see an uprise, everybody going after Fantastic Four. Well, and especially if they bring Chris Evans back for Human Torch. And then <laughs> well, I don't think they can do that. Oh, I mean, he's retired as Cap, so why not be Cap, um, Human Torch? That would, which, which must not be spoken has been spoken. <laughs> oh, sorry. We, we don't remember those movies. Uh, Jessica Alba, Sue Storm. Oh. Awful. So I got a question for you. I don't think I've ever asked you in the, in the, in the, I mean, weeks on end that we must have talked by now on, if you added up all the phone calls, uh, the wood, the wood panel picture on just about everything you do. It's gorgeous. Where did that, the, the every the wood paneling. I mean, it's it's the IG Comic Store logo. It's oh oh my goodness. Okay, oh the background, yeah. background there. <laughs> well, yeah. you're gonna laugh. I knew what I meant. Full transparency. That's that's my floor. <laughs> I cut. Well, I mean, I figured there was something to it. I didn't know, you know. Yeah, that's 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 the floor, man. It's 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 that that rustic vintage looking wood. And really, and it comes out beautiful. Ceramic. It's actually ceramic. Oh no, shit! It just it just made it look like that. Yeah, it's ceramic. That's a fantastic. It's a nice. fantastic backdrop for pictures. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the contrast it brings. Um, and there used to be another fellow IG or collector. I can't think of his name to save my life. Um, he hasn't posted in a couple years, but he used to do one on a, on a different type of wood. And so I actually got drew that inspiration from seeing some of his pics because I used to, if you look early on through the pictures, like you actually scroll down, uh, you'll see that I used to I used to post them on carpet, hmm. and uh, then I realized, yeah, it's not, not, it's not that it's not professional, but it just it didn't it it didn't carry the same appeal. I got gotcha. you. I would. I will tell you and everybody this. The reason, um, I mean, just probably about a month ago now, two months maybe, the reason CBSI Instagram pictures went from what is happening to this crisp square image is because of you and talking to you and you finally getting through my head and going, bro, people want to see this stuff, not whatever you're doing. Well, you know, everything's everything is trial and error, brother. You know, we you gotta um, gotta be you gotta be meek and just willing to learn. Um, and you know, that's I think we both know that's uh, something that most aren't willing to do. They want to be know it all. Either just I know everything. You can't tell me anything. Yeah, exactly. If you want to learn from one another and and uh, hone your skills and develop, then you can you can really create some some fire. It's the beauty of this community, right? It can be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, times, at times, you know, it, it is. The community, for the most part, is, is great. Uh, but, you know, there, there's a lot, there's a chunk of it that's just, um, 
There's some riffraff. Yeah, that they're out to hate, I guess. I don't know. They're part of the pro protesters down there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's just all, you know, from the beginning, I mean, if we're going to put our energy into something, we might as well be enjoying comics, not attacking other people's enjoyment of comics. Exactly. Yeah. Most, most definitely, man. That, and, you know, we've, we've always been on the front line of just willing to help uh, other retailers uh, in any way we can, just whether it's marketing or just things that have worked for us that they might want to try. And, um, but you know, everything is built off consistency. Hey, how's it going, man? What's up, Clay? Uh, apologize. I, can you guys, my fan blowing right at my mic. No, no you're good. You okay. just look like a cool tropical yeah, breeze. Yeah. Your hair is kind of well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's blowing it's, in the wind there. It's so 110 degrees. <laughs> 110 degrees outside right now. So, yeah. So, before McClay jumps in, real quick, I want to ask you one more thing, Brent. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, you know, other people uh, or setting industry standards for the sake of beating around the bush here. Um, I know you and I have talked about it. Um, is it flattering or infuriating when you see people basically replicate or try to replicate what you're doing? Uh, it's flattering. I, I mean, I encourage it. Um, if they win, we win. You know, uh, the more quality that's produced, great. It's great for collectors. Uh, everybody deserves to get what they pay for. They deserve great service. We've all been on the short end of the stick, receiving yeah. less than what we expected. And, and that's what it's all about is um, being consistent with setting those expectations and, and not giving anybody an a unfortunate surprise you know, uh, via poor packaging or whatever it may be. But yeah, man, I, I, I like it. I love it. I think um, if it helps them, great. You know, that's good. Love that answer. Love that perspective. <laughs> hey, man, it's the only way to, it's really, it's the only way to help keep the market healthy and not uh, discourage collect new collectors and uh, readers even from entering into a market and you know they may only be seeing a very pessimistic side of it and uh, that's not that's you know that's one-sided there's a whole nother side and it's all positive you know it's all yeah. great. so that's that's where we are so so what's your mantra that you say to make maintain that because i'm i know we all hear different stories of the the negative side of it of the the bad mouthing. Do you have like a mantra you say that we can steal from you and, and then use as our own? <laughs> oh, in fact, I'm not quite sure. Like a mantra, like like be positive. They're not. They're in it to make comics good. It's all about the comics. Oh no, 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 man! I I stay out of it completely. Okay. Even the guys that come after us now, I just smile at them. You know, that's that's all that's all you can do because your actions are going to prove them wrong anyways. And we've already done that with uh, one particular entity over and over again. Uh, one entity that has now, uh, for more or less words, you know, um, mimicked our style of how we offer exclusives. And uh, good for them, you know. I it, it, 
maybe they're maturing and growing up. Um, and that's, that's all I can hope for. But man, we don't, I don't entertain any of that stuff, man. I just don't. Somebody comes at us sideways on the page, you get blocked. Well, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it is. And I don't even, I don't even look at it. Uh, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's hard for me to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked, uh, I always liked that saying, you know, if you come at me sideways, I'm going to come at you sideways. So, and that, in and, and that case, in your case, it's a block button. That's it. <laughs> You're going to get blocked. Hey, come at it without, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be constructive. If you are, I'm not any, we're not anybody's emotional punching bag. You know what I mean? If you're going to uh, say something that you don't like, at least tell us why you don't like it instead of just saying something nasty. Yeah. And, and trying to, the choir. Yeah. 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 We see plenty of that. Man. It's like, no, dude, you're, you're going like, Go with the other guys that are being pessimistic and see how far that gets you. You know, we had this guy that bought from us on eBay on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. And at Friday on Friday morning at 10 a.m., he I woke up to 13 messages from this guy. <laughs> You're and, lucky I didn't send a 14th. <laughs> I mean, it, after I replied to him, and I was just – he was like, uh, you're scamming. Uh, it doesn't take this long to ship, and you know, on, on our shipping, <laughs> it says five to seven business days, and he said nobody takes that long to ship. Uh, this is a scam. Do you even have it in stock? Are you even real? So I, I you know, I responded back to him, and and uh, mind you, when, when I respond to people, I never put anybody down. It's always it's always respectful, but constructive, and I let them know, like, look, man, I'm gonna cancel your order. Like it says five, you bought knowing that it said five to seven business days. You, it, 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 it and you, yes, you have to pay for it first. He's like, I paid for it. Is that right? And you not ship it. It's like, what don't you have to pay for before they ship it? You know, <laughs> uh, after I told him that I was canceling the order and just take your business elsewhere, like we don't want to sell to you, he responded with, please don't cancel it. I'm sorry, you know. Three times he came back, you know, and he even went as far as to leave feedback. If you look at our feedback, I mean, the guy is such a numbskull, man. Like, he left positive feedback but wrote something bad. I don't think you realize that. <laughs> it's so contradictory. What I mean, it, it – it, uh, but, I mean, those are the kind of guys that are – and the thing is, is they're carrying that emotional baggage over from the previous guy that burnt them. Yeah. And we get a lot of that, man. So, and and I don't mind. I don't mind talking somebody off a cliff if they're not coming at me sideways, you know, with with so much hostility and threats, and you can get bad feedback. I'm gonna blast you on social media. It hasn't even been 24 hours, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite threats, by the way. When someone's like, "I'm gonna get you on social media," I'm like, "Okay, get me good." Well, I told him, I said, go, go find us on Instagram, go find us on Facebook and read Let everybody know. And then, and then you'll see, man, like, that's not us, man. Like we don't burn people. So you're asking about a mantra. So I, I do have something that I do say, but it may not be in regards to what we were talking about. Uh, but what that, what, what that is, is um, there is no such thing as a perfect company or human. It does not exist, but 
there is a such a thing as an accountable company. Hmm. You can be accountable for your actions. You can still make somebody whole if it's an unfortunate circumstance. You know, the book arrives, then you did everything you could to make sure, you know, it's bomb package proof. But USPS played football and soccer with it and it got crushed. That was the only copy you had. And um, it was an expensive book, maybe a $200 book. Let's just hypothetically say you can still make that. You can still be accountable and take care of that customer. And that's, you know, even though it's not your fault that that happened, you still, you know, you sold it to them. And I think most have a hard time rationalizing that concept uh, because, it's happened to us and we we know how to pack and it's happened to us and so what do you do do you argue with them about whose fault it is or do you do something about it we just we're proactive man if we can replace it we got another book come to them because i've been on that that end of the stick where you got to fight to get your money back now or get something back out of it and I would never want to put somebody through that or through that circumstance because it just doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? It's not good feeling. Um, and, and so we've never done that here. So we're always accountable uh, for anything, whatever it is. And not, you know, it's, we really don't have a lot of bad things happen here. But if it does happen, those feelings are still warm and fuzzy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Oh, okay. um, I didn't know if you. I know we've beaten this down a bit. I'm gonna ask one more time. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle to the mystery box again. Sure. How quick? How quick was the first round? Sold out in four minutes. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so I got to get on at like make sure I'm there at eleven tomorrow morning Eastern time. Eastern, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. I, you know, so I picked up on that. A lot of people don't like mystery boxes and that's, that's, it, it made me once we had enough people asking, I'm like, okay, well, so be it. If you notice the first one, I didn't really promote. I posted it like once on Instagram, once in our group. And, uh, that was it. Thanks brother Harvey. Um, I, I, I wasn't sure what it was going to do, but I did know that we were going to throw a bunch of heat in there. So whoever was buying, you're not going to lose, man. Like you're not losing. You're getting $300 value for $100. You just, you can't lose. And it wasn't what IG comic store values it at. It's, it's market value. Yeah. And you were mystery shopped. Mystery shopped. You were telling me the other day, someone bought it and admitted. Yeah. 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 It was actually another uh, retailer. They they were, a good they, story. they were looking to, they really wanted to blast us about it but they couldn't because of what they got and and they're you know now they're doubling up this time on the ultra premium but you know that and that's what i realized um and it, but it, it's true with even giveaways you know most people are giving away the stuff they don't want i'm yeah. always giving away the stuff that you want that everybody wants that's the only way to if you really want to build hype and you want to keep the fire burning hot you give away the hot stuff, man, and you keep yeah. it. I'm That's only laughing. I'm laughing because I'm like, all right, Brett, make sure you send me all the info, this and that. He sends all of it. Doesn't mention Werewolf by Night 32 at all. He's like, oh, yeah, that's in there, too. I'm like, <laughs> and that seems like a selling point, but okay. We'll mention hey, it as that's after the fact. Ben, that's where yours ended up. 
he's had now, it that could be where the mystery one went. <laughs> might, 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 might have. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we definitely have. There's 140 CGC 98 books. Okay, there's 200 boxes total, 100 premium, 100 ultra premium, and split between that is 140 uh, books. Plus, you know, we got a bunch of like, you know, near mint mint 98 candidates, ASM 361s. Uh, it's like 10 of these that'll be randomly. <laughs> so, so my son downloaded this really cool app that's like a um, it's a randomizer, but it's not your typical randomizer. It's a pinwheel. And so mm-hmm. I was entering all the order numbers. And that's what takes the longest, man, is each order has to get that. And we have to start from this book and work our way down. But it's the only way to be fair. Um and so the only thing I did right on the first round is I documented who got what, because uh, I, I do not want to give the same stuff out twice. Nobody wants to get the same oh, even wow. books. Nobody wants to get the same stuff twice, man. It's just it's not fun. Yeah. So, so this is more graded book. So much work. Even though that's an acceptable like circumstance for a mystery bottle, you might expect yeah. it's a random thing that if you get something double, that's a chance you were taking as a buyer, but. That is outstanding that you go through that. I'm impressed with that. that and I'm going to do my best to be. To, so, you, I mean, the only exception is you may get a CGC 9.8 rated version of that book, but it won't be raw if you receive the raw version of that book. <laughs> small, small set. And I do want to show, uh, if I may, something real quick. Just a couple of man, I, there. Gosh, there's so many of them. I, I'm sorry. There's like boxes and boxes here. This is one of our exclusives. We love looking at books. <laughs> and um, I sent these back in to get reholdered because I just love that new CBC Frank Miller, and it really presents well uh, with this one. This one's done with only 550 copies. Oh yeah. Uh, the Gabriel Delato Return of Wolverine issue two. So, you know, consistent sales of at least $100 in the 9.8. Uh, not a, what I would consider a crazy valuable book, but it's it's it, everything that we've produced has held higher than what we've sold it for in the market. Uh, but, you know, things, like I tell a lot of collectors, ASM 300 didn't become what it was overnight. Man, it took years for that book to get where it is. Years. And it's the same with everything else. But every there's, since there's so many sellers now, they're, they want that quick book that's blowing up right away. Um, but if you're going after the stuff that's more limited, in 10 years, you won't find this book or any, any most of the stuff we've done. It just. What was the print run on that one? So we limited this to 550. But um, as I've mentioned before, to do an exclusive, you know, Marvel makes you buy 3,000 trade. Yeah. And then it's 1,000 virgin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we cherry picked the best copies best 550 copies um and um the rest get environmentally shredded and of course each one is backed with a coa i'm sure you're sure your moon knight has a coa so that this substantiates what's on the market um and then there was a lot of other you know a lot of i love wolverine i know i know uh peter you said you did too um so i had the new x-men label added on yeah, i like that label like it's it adds a little something oh. when you actually it lines up with the book it does the Mark Texria cover. I love this issue, man. I love, love. I've always loved this cover, and uh, that label just adds that extra appeal to it. Uh, so there's a lot of what what I consider just 
hidden gems uh, that are going in these boxes. I think, you know, consistent sales of this are about between the 80 and $90 range or, you know, something like that. Um, and then there's, uh, it, it spreads all the way to, let's see here. Of course, you know, we've got the 7.0. Oh, you suck. White pages, you know, and that, these books, obviously everybody knows you're going to get a lower grade, but what I think what, what matters is the page quality uh, because mm -hmm. 7.0 off-white uh, is is like four or $500 less than the white pages in terms of value. And I think, you know, that's kind of across the board with any book. Like then you've got the McFarland first print, uh, 423. Great cover. Impossible um, 982. Yeah. Yeah, man. They're, goodness, the, li the list, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, it, you know, and there's there's a lot of a lot of <laughs> personal favorites. You know, First Parents Doppelganger, uh -huh. Mark Bagley cover. Um, you know, these these have been pretty consistent at about $100, roughly. Um, and, and, and even down even down to books that are not of like ultra high value, but just really, you know, they they the covers that have always given me that nostalgic feeling that I grew up with, you know, oh, like, yeah. like the torment. I mean, who doesn't ever want to see this in their box and would be like, oh, exactly. I don't I'm care how many copies there are. I, it's you just love seeing it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that that uh, I, I feel the same way. It's just one of those books that, oh, I've already got five of them. Okay, I'll take another. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take another. Um, so, lots of lots of lots and lots and lots of. Uh, I was gonna say that book. You didn't even promote that as like a a, a hit on like <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, the advertisement for that box. There, well, that's a great book. That's probably that's my fault. I. I'm still trying to figure out the right way to um, present the message, to get that message out for those to uh, where it makes sense. You know, there's been a lot of confusion. So, and I'm, I've definitely been doing my best to make sure people know which books are exclusive to the ultra premium and to mm -hmm. the premium, but also letting everybody know that that 140 CGC 98 books, they go both ways. They can go in yeah. four. It's only these certain big books that are specific to uh, these boxes um, that are at a higher price point. No, and I get it. I think my point is more of like you didn't even think that that one was even well, not that's worth calling out, but it didn't wasn't being used as a selling point. But seeing that that's in there and there's two of them, like that that is that, that makes it exciting. There's four of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's four of them. Um, he has a basement like mine, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I mean, so okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and spill the beans here. So we're not gonna do one for June because putting this together is is it is a lot of work. Oh yeah, you space so, that time. The way the way this worked too, which which uh, tomorrow when you go on, you log on, and you see the disclaimer. It it says at the top that. Um, Orders will start being uh, put together upon sellout or within a week, whichever comes first. So if the orders don't sell out within a week, they're sold out. Everything's sold out, which is which is great because it increases everybody else's chances of getting 
more Brady books and more heat. Uh, but I'm not going to let it go longer than a week, just in the event that it, it doesn't sell out. But all the same books are still going in. We're still giving everything away. <laughs> it's still <laughs> happening regardless. Uh, I don't think you've got to worry. I'm pretty sure you're probably going to sell them out. I even see in the chat, there's people asking, can I buy more, one of each? Can I? So this is only you know, two dozen uh, people right now. So I want to go ahead and drop this claim. <laughs> yes, you can do as many as you want of each. There's no limit um, directed toward JJ. Uh, but so, so July, July. Forgive me, Scott, if you're watching this. Um, <laughs> we are going to do one more. And it's ultra premium only. Uh, it'd be 200 boxes, and we're gonna have a copious amount of original art from Scott Williams oh. and win. In addition, we're gonna have the special edition X-Men Gatefold issue one covers that were only given out to the artist. They're signed in 24K. I haven't even seen one on eBay, uh, but they come. They come with a magnet of the whole connecting cover. And um, it's it's really cool. Scott's got like 25 of those. Uh, that, that <laughs> so each one of these are going to include his new exclusive for X Factor number one, which is a, a homage to his and Jim's um, 281 Uncanny X Men 281. Goodness. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Wait, but, is that Bishop? No, that's uh, 281. The one before where Cyclops, I think, is uh, yeah. It's 261 with Cap, Black Widow, and Wolverine. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt, but it's the it's the classic Jim Lee corner box. That's yeah, why I, I was going to say I was yeah. going to say two forty eight, but that's the first Jim Lee on X Men. Not yeah, when no, he took two sixty seven is the classic. Uh, it's the cap, the light blue cap cover. That Scott Williams cover is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, all Scotts. I mean, to go back to the Wolverine. I mean the um, yeah, yeah, the Wolverine. What a fantastic piece. So, so speaking of that, so there in, in this box, besides the original pieces that you'll be able to win, which are valued between uh, five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars per, uh, they're all nine by twelve pieces, by the way. And I actually have pictures of most of them that I can uh, full disclosure I can share. Um, but we're going to send, uh, which, which uh, Ben, I know you, I know you're going to want one of these. We're we're going to send. A good amount of these uh, to Scott to have signed, and then to CGC. So there'll be a lot of CGC nine eight signature series, um, at least you know ten to fifteen of each classic trade, the Virgin, and of course our collaborative one. Yes, that's it. It's two sixty eight, guys. Two sixty eight. Oh, I said. Oh, I'm not a collector. <laughs> no, but yeah, right. I had to look. I knew it was right in my drawer behind me. I love it. We all knew that we liked it. Yes, yes. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like four deep in these. These are like eight percent right now, and I'm, I'm uh, catching up slowly. <laughs> Cheers. So, finish the Scott. I don't want to cut you off on the Scott thing, but I do want to ask you a question afterwards. So, July. You're gonna take yeah, June off. You're gonna hit us hard in July. So, so these will, these will, the book, because Marvel finally gave him a release date. Which I think was some end of July, like 25th or 29th. I can't remember. That's when X Factor issue one debuts. So the sale will happen probably a week before then, uh, the mystery box sale. 
and uh, man, like, so each anytime we do something, it's it's always to one up the previous. I can't. You if you kind of you don't deliver, it's, you're already setting an expectation. You got to one up it each time, right? I mean, yeah. So, I, love, I, I got a bunch of your guys' books, and I, I love them because you're 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 hitting all the things that again I, I loved the covers, the originals. Thank and, you. Thank you. Read them, homage them. Love it. Thank you. That. This box will hit even harder than what we're doing. I mean, when I tell you, I, I only shared a, a few uh, books. This is it's a small fraction of what's going in these boxes. Well, we got a lot of early uh, Moon Knight stuff. Bill Sykowitz, you know, like first parents, Black Spectre, uh, not Black Spectre. Um, goodness, I said it's Black Spectre. Wait, yeah, Black Spectre. Um, I forgot what yeah, the name. eighteen or the fourteen. Yeah. We've, we've got like two two CGC nine eights of that. Um, a lot of early Psychwood stuff that's hitting for big money right now. A lot of that's going in these boxes too. So um, I only touched on a few, but but the 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 one in July, we're going big boy style. So like the, <laughs> the GSX five five white pages. You know we're probably going to do a seven five or seven zero white pages GSX. Uh, so you're telling us to hold out. Oh. I mean, you're gonna win. No, I got a couple months. Oh yeah, buy yeah, both. Buy both. Exactly. That that's yeah, what two months to grind. Buy them all. Even if you don't get a graded book in this, um, which you know the chances are really in your favor to get one. But even if you didn't, you know, I I showed this earlier. You know, we got ten of these. This is just I mean, I'm using this as an example. We got ten near mint mint copies ASM three sixty one. Um, including the second print, which I know everybody prefers the first print over this, but but still, we've got like two raw copies of Batman 608 second print variant raw, oh. both innate candidates. In fact, we have a uh, uh, goodness, probably another box. Um, we have a CGC. It's the one advertised on the pick. We have a CGC 98 um, of the second print 608. So that one's exclusive to the premium box. There's a lot of heat, man. Just it, it is a lot of heat, and of course our exclusives are massaged into the mix, if you will, as well. So, which is incredible because uh, that's all heat too. I mean, anyone who's gone through that cover gallery on igcomicstore.com, uh, yeah. we we purposely hold back stuff. Have held back stuff. Um, somebody asked me the other day, like, I'm surprised you still have that book. And with the exception of Fantastic Four now. <laughs> uh, but it was that Return of Wolverine book. And I don't want things to just sell out like instantly fast unless they do on the first day and I can't control it. That's a little different. But if it's a weekend and there's 100, then I'll throttle it and make sure there's only 25 or 30 on the site and just hold a few back for ourselves to either grade or try to get signed because there's a lot of guys requesting that. And, um, yeah, cool. You're on the site. Yeah, that's great stuff. Any X-Men, you know, we're actually, we're down to like our last 15 copies of that one, the homage. That's Silver Surfer Black. I, I was just going to say that. I fucking love that cover. Oh, my God. The Virgin has got to be one of the most gorgeous – and I love the trade dress too because I love how you guys are using the old school trade dress on some of the books. That makes it look so cool. Um, I'm getting a little tired of the virgins, but man, 
that Silver Surfer Virgin is amazing. I never thought I would say that to you. I never thought I would say I'm getting tired of Virgin variants. Yeah, no, it's been overdone. It is, and if you notice, it's it, like that Uncanny X-Men, if you scroll down, or the, the Joe Jessica and the homage, that only comes in classic trade. See, some, some things just don't need to be in a Virgin format. Yeah. You got to stay... You got to stay to that classic nostalgic feel, and that—that's what I'm drawn to. That classic title Marvel Comics group, uh, group title bar at the top, the corner box. You I know, also love this Punisher. What if I love? I was just that gonna say that that's one I of the uh, few moderns in my collection. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, the the homages that you've done are just really, really done well. Uh, the Punisher one. Um, the Joe Jusco uh, uh, X-Men 1 variant was done well. Um, yeah, a lot of, uh, the, of course, the Scott Williams uh, X-Men number one, uh, you know, connecting set is gorgeous. Uh, who doesn't remember that stuff? But you're doing a very good job. Yeah, I, I absolutely appreciate it, man. I, I um, right, And, and just, just to, so we're clear, like right now, we don't have any intentions of doing any more exclusives. Um, especially with the inconsistency of things right now, um, with distribution. Uh, So we probably might maybe safe to say that, you know, this is what you see is, is it from us, um, in terms of exclusive covers. But I, I'm, I know that we really helped kind of pave the way for that classic trade dress look. Um, and, and that's, that's something that I was always drawn to, um, especially that moon Knight, uh, Chris, that you have, you know, it's got the classic bill cycle, it's corner box. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You miss that stuff. I love that book. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you, Chris. That's a gorgeous book. It's yeah. like there's, there's less effort put into these covers now, or, or at least on the trade part, you know, Marvel's putting less effort into dressing up the titles and stuff. It's just. The title and that's it you don't get any other art besides what's on yeah. what, the, what the artist draws on the cover well did you ever see the was it the, the mortal the regular hulk run where every uh box in the corner it was slowly him becoming the hulk so if yeah you, that you was know, really cool. through, oh they're gorgeous yes very clever i i love stuff like that man it, it's um you know a lot of that is also due to the creative team that's uh directing that series as well. You know, mm-hmm. they have a tie to that nostalgia and they know that the fans want to see that as well. So kudos for them for seeing what we see. <laughs> yeah. Or hearing our voices rather, or what have you. All right, gentlemen. About that time. About that time. Great Good show. Everybody. Great job. Sorry. Yeah, this is fantastic. Appreciate yeah, you. Uh, Taking time out of your night and yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point really there. Really quick before we jump off, I will. That's a great point, Jeff. Besides the packaging, the actual pa- the actual the, the 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 mylar and the fullback. <laughs> yeah. I, every time, oh man, every time you can tell too. You can tell it's from IG Comic Store when it shows up, and it's heavier than it should be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a sign of the mylar's and the and the and the backs. It's like picking fruit. It's, it's heavier than yeah, it's, it's ripe. Well, you know you you want to give out um, for us the way I collect. 
it's it's kind of a product of that you know this is i'm kind of showing you like this is how we take care of our books and maybe it's it's a uh, insinuation that something that you can you should consider uh on how you should take care of yours in terms of what you bag and board them in it, it's more than just how they how as good as a mylar makes them look it really does help protect them man like they're not super flimsy you can't just bend them and yeah. that drives me nuts but you know it all comes down to um uh, who that seller is, you know, we, we, we all know, man, like everybody's trying to make every dollar they can on this. Um, and hopefully the stuff that we do speaks to that, that, uh, our intentions are always, we always have the best intentions for our customers or our fellow collectors. And hopefully this stuff shows. So it absolutely does. sweet, man. Well, yo, thank you. Uh, very, very, very thankful to, to have, uh, been on here with you guys. No, we appreciate it. I want to say uh, thanks to Nico. Um, he's been yeah. doing a killer job with stuff. Um, cool guy. Very cool guy. Everybody get ready tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 Central. I can't go past that with time because I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> be ready tomorrow morning. Yeah. yeah. Be, 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 hey, no, no, can't hold anything. No promises. But, um, but definitely be ready and uh, may fortune be in your favor. <laughs> All righty. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys, uh, for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Make sure to check out all the other shows on the channel. Um, you can see it all there. Take a screenshot. Love it. Later. Cheers. <laughs>